Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Part of the Collector. What's up, everybody? And you gave me the gentleman. Guy Ritchie's manifesto, bro. Guy Ritchie's. You know, I've been on a serious Guy Ritchie kick lately, like, ever since uh, right. Rock and Rolla. Yeah, you got to. So, uh... Started watching Locked Stock Two Smoking Barrels because I've never I haven't seen that one. Mm. Probably gonna rewatch Snatch. My I love Snatch. Like Snatch is so hard, but like I enjoyed this movie so much that it's, it's getting it's, to the number one spot. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was thinking when I rewatched it again this morning. I was like, does this take the place of Snatch or? It just depends on what kind of day I'm having. Honestly, man. Yeah, like, it's kind of like the Goodfellas Casino thing. Right. Exactly. Like, there's certain things about The Gentleman that are better, mm-hmm. but there's certain things about Snatch that are just fucking great. I think like, the banter in Snatch is a little bit better. Like, it's a right. little more snappy with the jokes, but this one but just is for, more refined. Yeah, more clean gangster. It's yeah. just, like, beautiful, man. Right. So many great characters in this movie. Like, you, literally any character in this movie could have their own movie. Oh, most definitely. And it would just be great. Like, I would love to see a coach movie with Colin Farrell, bro. <laughs> And just him and the fucking what were they called the 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 delinquents or whatever it was uh, yeah, the, yeah something like that no nah, it was something childish like the, the like the rugrats or some shit like mm-hmm. that but yeah those guys were great man like I would love to see a movie just based on them right well it was mostly just Ernie. <laughs> Ernie he was like the main guy but let's talk about who was in this movie because it is like a oh it's great uh, yeah Matthew, Matthew McConaughey Charlie Hunnam Hunnam Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam, um, Michelle so, Dockery, Jeremy Strong, Colin Farrell, like you said, Hugh Grant, yeah, so many, so many great. Yeah, Colin Farrell. Um, what's that other dude? The the short guy. He's been in a bunch of stuff too. Which one? Uh, he played the uh, the guy that was paying Hugh Grant. He ran oh, the Gossip right, Magazine. Right, right, he's right, been right. in a bunch of shit. I can't think of his name right now, but he's great in it. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of people in this movie. Bunch of people. Um, so I watched it once and I liked it so much. I wanted to watch it again before we talked about it. I actually rewatched it this morning. And I have to say, this is one of those movies, like the first time I watched it, I didn't know what to expect. So I wasn't sure how to feel about it. But watching it the second time is so much better. It's like you, you pick know, up all the little nuances, man. Right. You're not trying to figure out the story. You know what's going on. You get to enjoy the little quips. So... That's what I loved about it, because it was like the first time I watched Snatch. That's why I love this movie so much. Mm-hmm. The first time you watch it, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, you think you know what's going to happen, and then they just flip it on you. Right. And, uh, yeah, because you think they're going outside to get fucking murdered, and then it turns out the fucking gypsies murdered all the all the, all the Bricktop's people. So they fucking murdered Bricktop instead of them, you know? Like, that was a great turn, right? Mm-hmm. And then the gentleman, you, you think Matthew McConaughey is about to fucking get it. And, I really did. I thought, like, yeah, I then, mean, we're jumping way to the end, but yeah. Oh, but yeah, I'm just saying, like, I don't know, man. That was the initial thing that, like, and this movie didn't have any hype around it. I mean, I saw previews for it. No, after it came out is when all the hype, everyone's like, gotta see the gentleman, gotta see the gentleman. I was part of it because me and the wife, like, my wife's like, you know, Guy Ritchie's got a movie coming out? I was like, oh, fuck, that's that gentleman? That's that's Guy Ritchie? She's like, yeah. I was like, well, we're definitely going to go see that shit mm-hmm. in the theater. And we did. It was, like, one of the last movies I saw before you know, oh, damn. Um, yeah, the COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy, bro. You know what the last movie I saw in a the theater was was mm. like fucking Sonic the Hedgehog with my son. It's crazy. That's like I mean, it's like I like the Sonic movie. Don't get me yeah, wrong, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's just to like, be what the, the last fuck? one you saw. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's just like what the fuck? <laughs> Maybe Birds of Prey. I'm not sure. 
It's around there. Yeah. I think Birds of Prey was my last one. It might have been. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty sure. I mean, anyway. I've seen new movies at the house since then, but as far as like going out and seeing one, yeah. uh, it's been a while. Yeah, I've been wanting to like rent movies as they're coming out, but like it's hard to fork over twenty dollars to like rent a movie. You know, you say that, but like if you think about it, you're still winning, dude. That's what I was telling Kendra. I'm like, if we go to the movies, we're spending like forty bucks easy. Even with your like, even if you get the movie pass and all that shit, like yeah, you get a you get a you get a nice little chunk of change cut off the concession stand. No. Which makes it bearable, but you're still spending twenty to thirty dollars. And then there's probably going to be someone in the theater that's annoying you, and you know whatever. So well, I've heard that there some places are making you wear the fucking mask through the whole movie. Like that sucks, bro. Yeah. And you're already sitting good. six fucking seats away from everybody. I tried to take my son to see something, man, and it literally like there was so many spots in between that it was just like ninety. Like they were selling out because they were only like letting thirty people in the fucking theater. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's crazy right now. Yeah, it does suck. Um, but um, circling back to this movie. So budget. Yeah. How much do you think it costs to make this movie? Um, I was surprised when I seen it. A hundred million. Damn, a hundred million, really? Dude, it's got a, such a roster, and like there is some fucking blood and guts and shit. Like yeah, it's got some action. It's got a little bit of action to it. Right. You know, not tons, but enough. Yeah. yeah so I'm thinking hundred mil. <laughs> you know? Twenty two mil. Really? Yeah. Wow, everybody loves Guy Ritchie, though, Yeah, bro. I was going to say. These guys are taking pay cuts. <laughs> you think fucking Hugh Grant? like? They, yeah, there's a lot. Matthew like, McConaughey? Most of the budget just went to paying the actors, I think. Had to. Like, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey is like A-list right now, so. Guy Ritchie probably did this for free. Right. I just, just want to make a good movie again. I'm so glad, though, but it made $115 million worldwide. That, see, that's beautiful, man, and yeah. we might actually get a sequel now. Yeah. You know, like I was thinking about that. Is it like an after rock and roll now? And he did it with this one kind of I'm like, is it like an inside joke he has with himself? Like he's going to put a uh, uh, sequel thing. Like, I'm going to blow your mind even fucking more, bro. Would you rather see a sequel to rock and roller or this? Oh, my God. Because I feel like this movie is great. Like if you never touched it again, it's still great. Mm-hmm. It's like Snatch. Like you, you could have a sequel, but you don't have to. Like the the first movie, you're, you're full. Yeah. The character, the character that you're rooting for wins. You know what I mean? Like you're good through this movie. Right. With rock and roller, like you get the satisfying ending, but it gives you that thing too. Like man, there could be so much more shit they could go to mm-hmm. in this world. If there was a sequel to this, what would you want it to be? Probably, uh, probably like between Mickey, Mickey and. Uh, and Charlie Hunnam's character, mm-hmm. like Room, uh, what was it, Ruben? Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, what was his Ray. character? Ray. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, Hugh Grant's character was fucking great in this movie. He did a great job. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a huge Hugh Grant fan. There's only like four of his movies that I even fuck with a little bit. I have to say, he was one of the best parts of this movie. Like he played such a fucking irritating like asshole. Like, yeah, like arrogant. Thinks it, he's so witty. Uh, but it was so good. He did such a good job. Yeah, he was one of the one of the more and Colin Farrell. Like I'm not a huge Colin Farrell fan, but he fucking stole this movie in he, my opinion. Coach, and he was barely like. I mean, he was in it, but that part where he's in the fucking uh, restaurant yeah, trying yeah, to get yeah. a sandwich. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> Let's talk about. Anyone smell the weed in here? <laughs> fucking great yeah anyways the plot uh, i guess is what people would want to get into right yeah i guess we can talk through the plot so michael aka matthew mcconaughey 
started this. It's like, Mickey, not Michael. Or Mickey, Mickey yeah. Mickey Fearsome. He, uh, he started this grow operation of weed in the UK. Back in the 80s. Like, he was from California. Mm-hmm. He lived in, like, a... a like a southern, you know, kind of. Well, I guess he was in Cali, right? Yeah. But anyways, he's lived in like a trailer. His parents were like, you know, not super educated or anything. He got a chance to go to Oxford, I think, is what it was. Like one of the best schools in England. Right. He's a really, really intelligent guy, but he's more. He's more but he's into a, like he's hustler. a fucking criminal genius. Yeah. yeah. So he goes over there and he starts selling weed to all of his classmates. Gets kicked out of the fucking school, and instead of coming back to America. He stays over there and kind of takes shit over, mm-hmm. which is so awesome. And it's like being a, a, a Yankee in UK, a lot of people tried him. He has come up the hard way. And that's why I love Hugh Grant in this movie, because he is narrating all this, dude. Yeah. And whoever the kid they have that's supposed to be Matthew McConaughey, oh, it's just curls and like, you know. But he's fucking people up, man. <laughs> like beating them with fucking shit and like robbing them or whatever. Just... He has come up the hard way, like they say, and uh, now he runs the best weed uh, farm in, in all of the... It's just large. Like, it's like, I think he said 15 grow sites across the UK. Yeah, he, and it's so cool how he's done it because England's not, or the United Kingdom's not a big place. Yeah. Like, and he has all these grow farms, but they're underground, mm-hmm. and he pays all these dukes and barons and and like uh royal like you know people that are like 30th to the throne and shit like that right just to look the other way because they need money because like it's hard to be royalty now because of you know the economy and shit like right. it's hard to keep up the lifestyle so he keeps them in caviar mm. you know and shit and they look the other way while he makes millions of dollars off the pot yeah and i guess he wants to retire so he's trying to sell it right because i mean he has had to fucking kill so many people to like he, he, and another great thing is like Matthew McConaughey. How do you feel personally? Like we've never really talked I about. I fucking him. love Matthew McConaughey. See, here's my thing. Like I love him to a certain extent, but he has let me down a couple times as far as like movies he's done. I think there in his earlier career he had some like hits, misses, hits, misses. Right. But then I felt like he hit a stride where he was just dunking all his roles, like taking great movie after great movie after great movie. And I feel like he's hit that stride for a while. Some some of them are, are just like like what? You know, the things that 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 I end up liking him for that I never thought I would was some of the romantic comedies he did. Yeah, like uh Ten Failure to Launch and How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. I love that movie. It's like, such a good movie, so bro. Good like yeah, my, me and my wife watch it all the time. Um f- oh, Sahara. Like I like that movie. Mm-hmm. I'll have to, uh, I know I put it on your list, but we'll ha- I'll have to give you mud at one point. It's a very like... Did we ever talk about Two for the Money? Because no. Because that's a fucking good one. I haven't seen that one. Okay, that's going on your list too, because that's got him and Pacino in it. Oh yeah? Yeah, it's pretty good. I liked it. But yeah, it gets into the whole like gambling and like the over-under and shit. Like, mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. You might like that one. Nice. Um, I liked Iris, uh, Dallas Buyers Club. That oh yeah, but it's just it's super sad. Like, but he does a great job. It, well, it. that's what I'm saying sure. is like it's a good movie. He does a good. I didn't watch Gold. I heard good things though. Yeah, I did like that. Did I you? did like that. Uh, a lot of people didn't like it, but I liked it. Interstellar. I thought he was great. And see, that. I didn't like Interstellar, man. I didn't like it as a movie. I mean, I I thought it was a little too over the top, but right. I liked him in it. What was the one with him and Edris Elba? It was supposed to be on a book series. Oh oh oh, the Dark Tower. Yeah, like I, I heard that sucked. It, it, 
well, I didn't read The Dark Tower. Plus, it's been he's been writing it all his life, Stephen King. Mm. So it's like a huge undertaking to even try to start reading that. But I heard they didn't do a great service to it. I watched it. Not amazing, but not as terrible as people are making it out to seem. See, I feel like the roles were kind of reversed for it when I watched the trailer for it because Matthew McConaughey is playing the villain. And yeah. I don't think he plays a good villain. Not not like not Idris really. Elba. That's why I feel like Idris Elba would have done a much better job being the man. Yeah, in black. if they would have switched the roles, I would have liked that much more because I didn't really mm-hmm. like Matthew McConaughey as the villain. Like, right. But if you would have saw him as the gunslinger, you know, <laughs> the motherfucker's from Texas, so like, I think he pulls off a better cowboy than a than a fucking you know. A um, badass, speaking but. of, when I was watching this movie, it um uh, the gentleman, I felt like Matthew McConaughey was kind of the villain. But then when you think about it, he was just, like, not. He was just trying to sell some weed. <laughs> like, he wasn't the bad guy. He yeah, was a gangster the, that, you know, just wanted It's to... like the whole movie, you wonder if he still got it. Yeah. Because that's kind of like how this whole, the overall theme is like, to be the king of this world, you still have to stay ruthless. Well, that's kind of like a quote he keeps saying. Yeah, like, like if to you be, the, be king the king of the jungle, of... you have to, at, it's more to just be the king. You have to act like the king. You yeah. have to walk like the king and right. shit. Right. And that's like what he struggles with this whole movie. Like, it's not that he's afraid to kill people anymore. He just doesn't want to. And that's what, le- and, but people take like you wanting to get away from the life. They take that as you being soft now. Yeah. So that's kind of what the whole movie revolves around is like, how far are you willing to take to prove like you're still the guy? Yeah. There's a couple of good scenes in this movie and I'm sure we'll get to them. But I think coach is your favorite character. Coach is pretty good. Uh, what I like about it is just like, it's no nonsense. And they play off Colin Farrell like what he does well as an actor. Like he's just an asshole mm-hmm. and, and he plays it so well. Yeah. And he just schools these fucking kids and like you think he's just going to fuck them up and send them on their way. But he's just like, I'll come down to the gym and we'll see what we can do with you. Yeah. You know, I, I like that about that. Um, right, right, right. Well, he, he has good intentions. He wants to take, you know, because I think he had a hard upbringing. Yeah. That's and he what doesn't I gather and, it, and he doesn't want that for these kids. He wants to have to have make them have a better life. Yeah, because that's a little bit further into the plot. But anyways, so he has all these gross sights, and uh, the character played by uh, Round Eyes, I think is what they call him. Dry Eyes. Dry Eyes. I'm sorry. Round Eyes. Sorry. <laughs> Definitely eyes. not. Anyways, but uh, anyways, he is a, he's an up-and-coming gangster, yeah. and he's ruthless as shit. That guy did a great job. Um, I don't know what his name is. Like, it did pretty good. Yeah, the cast pulled up. Yeah, I have it pulled up. He... uh. It's not Tom Wu. Tom Wu was the main guy. Yeah, the other, of, the other, the guy that's originally the boss of yeah. the of the Chinese people. <laughs> the one, the one Chinese guy name is Fuck. P- yeah. Go with the PH. Fuck, like, but it's like Fuck. <laughs> shit was hilarious. Fuck you. <laughs> I got asthma. Calm the Fuck down. <laughs> Smacking the fuck out of him. Like that shit's great. Henry Golding. I've never. I haven't seen him in any other. Thing. I feel like I've Drag. seen him in something else, but like I don't I'm know sure. what it is. Um. So yeah, he's like an up and coming gangster in their own little world, and um, mm-hmm. he's trying to take over. Yeah, and he, once he hears that Matthew McConaughey is looking for a way out, he looks at this as a way to take it over. Because mm-hmm. if I control the weed market in the UK, like I'm going to be doing big things, and I can move into other stuff. Yeah. But Matthew McConaughey wants to sell it to this uh, Jewish billionaire. Yeah. 
who's also a conniving, backstabbing motherfucker. Like, yeah. He's been notorious for fucking people over, but at the same time, he's a billionaire, so he knows he's got the money to do it. Mm-hmm. And Matthew McConaughey is kind of like, like, this guy's not going to fuck with me. Like, um, One thing that I liked about this movie is even though Matthew McConaughey is like a ruthless gangster, he also has that swagger. Yes. Like, and dude, honestly. He can hang with the rich people. If you think about it, dude, he had the fucking team of teams behind him, man. Mm-hmm. Like, Charlie Hunnam saves his ass so many fucking times. Oh, in this he movie. does. Just goes out and gets it done. But uh, that's why I asked you who your favorite character was, because that's mine. Ray is my favorite yeah, character. This Charlie I Hunnam, love like, Ray. I loved him from Sons of Anarchy. Like, he does an amazing job on that show. Uh, some of the movies he's done, I don't like. Like, I didn't like the, the Lost City of Z. I didn't like that. Um, I didn't like King Arthur. Um, i trying to think of it. I was trying to think of something I've seen him in, but I haven't. But I love him, and I love this character that he plays. Oh, oh Pacific Rim. He was okay in that. Like, oh, I didn't okay. hate Pacific Rim. Like, it was all right. Well, Pacific Rim was just a fucking, you know. It's just Voltron. Straight monster, monster movie. Yeah. But um, it looks better than that Monster Hunter shit that's out right now with Mila Djokovic. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't think I've seen the previews for it. Oh, uh, you're you're in for a treat. You should watch uh, it. No, thank you. Um, but when I asked you what you think the uh, sequel should be, I think it should be a prequel about Ray and Matthew McConaughey getting this like kinship that they have, like them building this kinship over. Well, I thought that would be better as him versus Ray, because like, Ray. what would be more of a challenge than having to beat the guy that's helped you set up this empire. I don't think that would work because that he Ray is so loyal to. He this really guy. is though. That he, would be tough. But yeah. like that could be what you play the plot around is like what was the betrayal that led him to this. I don't know. I feel like they're like best friends and they've never done anything to like cross each other. So you would have to make one of them do something terrible, but then it would take away from their character. Like if Matthew McConaughey, like I don't know killed his wife or girlfriend or something right. to get him on his side that would take away from matthew mcconaughey's character so i don't think it would work but anyway <laughs> yeah it would be tough that's why i think rock and roller would be a better sequel i would love rock and roller i would this, love like to i said this him. movie just feels like it's perfect like you don't have to as i was gonna say like i don't want to see a sequel I, I want him to just there's not any part of this that i just felt like could have been improved yeah. I feel like it's great how it is. Definitely. But with rock and roller, like, there's potential there to go better, mm-hmm. I felt like. Because with that world, it, it left it open enough for right. it. But, yeah. Anyways, so Mickey uh, takes takes a meeting mm-hmm. with Dry Eyes. And he's like, I'm going to write down a number on this piece of paper or whatever. And he's like, who told you I was even interested in selling? And... uh He's like, he has this thing in his mind, which I was like, at the time when you're watching it for the first time, you're like, holy shit, this is gangster as fuck. Like, he just murders this fucking guy. <laughs> like, just fucking pulls out a gun because he's kind of talking shit to him, like being disrespectful. Like, yeah. Like, you know what happens when the silverback gets more silver than he's got back? Yeah, it's very disrespectful for and someone that's like. Matthew, Matthew McConaughey fucking shoots him in the dick. <laughs> and he's like, what was that silver on back? Yeah, yeah. He's like. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Like, I love this part of, like, he's very, like, um, he's the gentleman, you know, mm-hmm. says the name. But he's also ruthless as fuck. He's like, it's a really big number. He's like, this is also a really big gun. 
pop, shoots his dick off. And then I love, that was my favorite Matthew McConaughey scene when he's like yelling at him. You want to talk about, you want to talk about the jungle? There's only one rule in the jungle. Yeah. The lion's hungry. He eats. Pop, pop, pop. I loved, loved, loved it. Even though it was like embellished. And then it cuts back to him just sitting there and just with that pissed off look on his face, just listening to this guy talk shit. Mm -hmm. I don't know what but you're before, talking. but before all that, Dry Eyes. So he imports a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he steals from to the, sell from the docks. to um, Matthew McConaughey's wife to get on her good side, so he can get on his good side. So he's trying to like buy his way in. He but, just gives her the parts. Yeah, exactly. And but she's like, Matthew, I'll tell him, and right. he's like, "Don't ever talk to my wife again. Like, don't <laughs> ever go to my wife to get to me." Yeah, which ends up biting him in the ass later on in the movie. Right. But the one guy did say he's like the best way to a man's heart is through his wife. And that was a pretty good line. I think that's true. Yeah. Like if you want to get on my good side, get on my wife's good side. Is that what it is? Is that where I've been fucking up? <laughs> it's the only reason you keep coming over. It's because your wife allows it. That sounds fair. If she didn't like you, we wouldn't be doing this. Really? Probably not. Man, that's tough. Yeah. But luckily you're a really likable guy, so it's easy. Yeah, after a while I grow on you. <laughs> like a weed. Cancer. <laughs> so yeah, he uh, he denies, dries the offer. Yep. And uh, and then um, Coach and his little gang of uh, misfits, Yeah, they raid one of his uh, grow stashes, houses. grow yeah. houses, yeah. Which I love that part. This is Guy Ritchie. I love Guy Ritchie's sense of humor because whenever they go in the grow house, he's like, "Who the fuck are you?" Hey, Johnny! And the one guy comes just out. One dude is bigger after bigger, and, and <laughs> like a fucking giant walks up. What are you not doing in here? And then, and then the Ernie's like, "You got any other rabbits in that hole?" <laughs> and they have a fucking great fight scene with these guys, and uh, he beats the living shit out of them. But the the young guys end up winning. And I love that scene where the where the henchman's telling Matthew McConaughey, I was really impressed, and his half his face is just fucking caved in. Like those boys could fight. Yeah, yeah right. you know, like that shit was great. Yeah, because uh coach trained them and he's like one of the best fighters ever, apparently. Yeah, like he kind of resembles like he could be related to Mickey. Mm -hmm. You know, from Snatch. And right. that's like that could be a good way to connect that later on in another movie. It would be funny if he connected like all his movies together. Like they somehow had something. Yeah, to do you gotta with do each like other. Kevin Smith, man. They all yeah, gotta be right. together. Um, Same universe. <laughs> I was gonna say something, I forgot. Anyway, um, so yeah. Oh, I was gonna ask you about the music video. They, they call it fight porn. So they record oh, them yeah. beating these guys up, make a music video, and put it online. And that's how Mickey finds out he gets this. She's like, "Dear, why are we watching fight? Why is Ray having us watch fight porn?" He goes, "Because they're fighting." In my grow house. And they, uh, once Coach finds out who they robbed, he's like, heard uh, you're not a man to be fucked with. And I just want to tell you that, sorry. My boys are good boys. They're just stupid as fuck. Yeah. And I'm still working with them. <laughs> and, he's like, uh, I can return your property, but I can't return the time and the inconvenience that they cost you. So I uh, will be your servant. To yeah, that's pretty that much. Debt. He's like, I owe you a couple. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, whenever you need something done, you know, give me a holler. It ends up being the best deal that guy's ever fucking made. Like, right. yeah, the time and inconvenience ended up paying tenfold. 
I love that guy Richie can like take all these like plot points and tie them all together. Dude, he really is. Like, that's so why good. I said it's his manifesto because like he's literally improved on that skill through all of his movies. Oh, definitely. Because I was watching Lockstock, uh, Two Smoking Barrels, um, last night, and it's very raw. Mm. Like him at his like purest. It's at the beginning. At the beginning, and I'm just like, I see where he's just like slowly improved slowly improved and now this is his like creme de la creme that's what i'm saying like uh, and i'm excited to see if he keeps going with this like do you think he's gonna keep doing movies or is he i feel like i mean you know this movie made a good amount of money mm -hmm. so like i think it's it's all down to like whether he wants to at this point yeah that's what i'm curious about it's like was this his like farewell or is he gonna keep going trying to make these kind of movies because if he does Oh my god! I've heard they're gonna do Sherlock three. That's what I heard that they were waiting on because they had to wait on Robert Downey Jr. to get done with the Marvel shit. Yeah, he officially signed and, off on that, so he's done with that. And now Jude Law, like I guess he had stuff going on, and and now they're saying that they all have Jude Law has nothing going on. Stop Jude, Jude Law's been in stuff. <laughs> I don't Jude know. Law ain't got shit going. I'm not on. saying I'm watching it, but like somebody is. <laughs> and uh, I would love a Sherlock three. I thought it would be great. And like, it would be amazing. Especially I, him at this, like, yeah. peak. And then, and then that's the thing. Like, will it get done? Because now, because of COVID, like, now it's been so long since the second one came out. Like, he's got all these movies that people want him to do. Mm -hmm. But, like, you still got to get somebody to pay for it. Right. Because I'm sure that's what guys saying. Like, hey, man, I'd love to do it. But uh, somebody's got to pay me for this shit. Um, speaking of, so I... I always buy movies like randomly because that's just what I do. Right. And I bought a movie recently with, uh, I was telling you about it, um, with Robert Pattinson, mm -hmm. Coppolis or something like that. Some, something I've never heard of before. <laughs> so. You better be a good fucking Batman, bro. I know, right? I've heard they've had all trouble, all kinds of trouble. They pushed it back year. so far now. I think it's not till like 2023 that it's coming out. No fucking way, dude. Really? I don't know. They keep pushing it back, so it's hard to say. Well, I heard that like, he got COVID. The, he started being a fucking diva and so. Mm -hmm. They say Matt Reeves is like a perfectionist, and like there, I guess that bat suit is like heavy and hot as fuck. Oh, I believe it. And Robert Pattinson's like, "Yo, bro, there was nothing wrong with the last five we did." And Matt Reeves is like, "Again, you know." I love that though. I love directors that want to like perfect it. They don't want to just like have a one and done kind of thing. I want them to really try to mold it into something perfect. Yeah, but at the same time, man, you got to take the actor into consideration, too. Like, no, no, no. Completely. Absolutely. But um, the reason I bring that up is because that movie, um, Cosmopolis, and it's a David Cronenberg film. And David Cronenberg is like one of the, you know, goats. He's been doing movies since like the 70s, 80s. There's a bunch of weird fucking movies. Right. But he can't get funding on his films anymore, so he retired from the film business. Really? That's Was this sucks. like the last one he made? One of them. It's not the last, but it's one of them, yeah. But it's like a super artsy, like weird movie, so I'm excited to like talk about it. Huh. I haven't I've never seen it, so I thought it would be one of those we can watch it together kind of things. Not together, but right. both watch it for the first time. Alright. Anyway, so yeah. If he can get funding for his movies, I think he has still has a promising career especially making like 22 million dollars into 115 million dollars like that's almost a hundred dollar rated r action gangsters you know what i'm saying like, right that's that's pretty good mm -hmm. like a lot of people ain't making money like that anymore yeah and and um it's not a superhero movie 
or or you know just like a blockbuster. David or a Quentin Tarantino movie, right? Which or, he's about done. Or if The Rock's in that shit, you know, like then you're, you're gonna make money. Speaking of, have you ever seen Southland Tales? Uh, I'm gonna buy it and watch it because I'm curious. It's uh, the guy that did Donnie Darko. Okay. I don't know why it keeps popping up in my recommended. I've never seen it, but I want to like get it and check isn't it out. Isn't that uh? Isn't that what's his name? Rick Linkletter, Richard Linkletter, isn't that who did it on Donnie Darko? I don't. I probably yeah. That's on. Maybe I don't know his fucking name. I can't keep up. He with also names. did Days and Confused. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> but anyway, well, Richard off of my little, yeah. I was just curious if you've seen that because I was going to buy it soon. No, nah, it doesn't sound like a movie that would have jumped out at me. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, man, yeah, fuck it, bro. We'll give it a watch. Oh yeah. I know. I got so many movies lined up. I'm excited. We're doing what? Knives out next, right? Yeah. We're doing knives out, but I'm interested about that one. It's one of those movies that I was telling you before that. I saw the previews about that. Looks like a good one. Good cast. Yeah, I kept hearing like good things on it, and finally, me and my wife were just sitting in the, you know, sitting like looking for something to watch. I'm like, I heard Knives Out was good. You want to check it out? She's like, sure. And I was like, I was blown away right. how much I liked it. It's basically like Clue. <laughs> oh, I see. That's cool. Yeah. A little mystery. Yeah, it's a little murder mystery film. Done Is, really, really. Have well. you watched it since the first time you watched it? No, I've only seen it the one time. So. See, that's what I'm afraid of with movies like that. Like they're great the first time you watch them, but then it's like, okay, well, you know what happens. Right? That's kind of how I felt about this one because I was scared to watch it again because I really liked it the first time, and I'm like, am I gonna like it just as much? But surprisingly, I liked it more the second time. Really? Yeah. Because uh, I'm trying to think of a movie I saw that, like, the the jig is up. Like, The Sixth Sense. Like, it's still good. But you're kind of like, fuck, how did I not see that? That's most of uh, M. Night Shyamalan's movies. Yeah. Like, you watch it once, you're like, ooh, twist. But then after that, it's like... I love those movies that have those twists that you don't care about the twist. You would watch it over and over and over again. Yeah. Like, Usual Suspect. Mm. Um, have you ever seen Identity? I have. That's pretty that's good. That's a mind fuck. Yeah. Like, that's really crazy. John Cusack, like, yeah, the movie's weird. Yeah, I love those. And um, Jacob's Ladder's a pretty good one. I've never seen it. Oh, like, my God. I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. I didn't know that. I would have put that on your list forever ago. Yeah. I fucking love Jacob's Ladder. Talk about bad descent into madness. This is like creme de la creme. Yeah. Identity, man. I haven't thought about that movie forever. That movie's so fucked. First time I watched it, loved it. I watched it recently, didn't love it as much. Thought it could have been a little better, but it's. I like the concept. Yeah. I like Ray Liotta, too. I fucking yeah. love Ray Liotta. It's just he like, hasn't done enough. It's weird, because like, if you think about it, like he did Goodfellas, and then like he's never gotten like another chance of being like the star of a movie. Yeah. Like... He does great his little bits, like his little parts. Yeah, and kill him and softly. He was good, but he was a small part. Yeah, he was not supposed to. He, I mean, you know, he gets fucking killed pretty, yeah. pretty good. Um, <laughs> did you ever see that one with Jennifer Love Hewitt and Sigourney Weaver? No. The lady, or not lady killers, but fucking heartbreakers. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. I heard that was pretty good, though. He plays the mark, like one of the first marks in the movie. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver, like, fucks him over. Right. And robs him for his money, but he's like a wise guy. 
So, like, it's kind of funny. Like, they're out on the boat. He's like, look at all the fish. And he pulls out a gun and starts fucking shooting them. He's like, I got one. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, but uh, anyway, back to the gentleman because yeah. we, we love to get off topic. That. We do do that. Like, <laughs> That's what people list tune in for, bro, is the tangents. Yeah, right. Uh, so where we get to? Oh, yeah, they fight. They, they, they get the money back. But uh, he keeps wondering how these people are finding out, like, where his grow house is. And, like, the one that got robbed was the one he showed the billionaire mm-hmm. to, to that he's trying to get to buy it. Okay, that's one thing I did think about the second time around is Matthew McConaughey's character is a really, really smart guy. Mm. As soon as he shows this guy the grow house, it gets, like robbed like why wouldn't he put two and two together that's mm. like the literally the only gripe i have with this movie is i think matthew mcconaughey's character is smart enough to have put that together a little quick more quickly than he did well i think that was what he was saying though but like if he at the end of the movie when he's like he's like i knew it was you that had my grow house robbed mm-hmm. he's like he, he needed goes, but I was, proof. he's like i was willing to let that go if you made it right with the money because yeah. that's all he was doing was trying to drive the price down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, so now I have to relocate and now I have to do this. He goes, so he's like, I don't see where you're getting this amount of money from. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I'll pay for. I know. That's one thing I loved about Matthew McConaughey's character is he lets people talk. Mm-hmm. He lets people just talk. Right and off then, the fucking bridge, like right off the cliff. Exactly. Know? They just talk themselves into a corner and then he's like, all right, now we're here. I'm going to tell you why you're fucking wrong and I'm going to put you in this fucking icebox. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Don't worry about your Moosad crabs. It's a fish market. There's a place for them. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I can live with you trying to rob me and I can live with you trying to, you know, backdoor me on this deal. He's like, but what I can deal with is you... Hurting, trying to hurt my wife. He's, He's like, like, someone put hands on my wife. He goes, and now that's my personal. man's here is going to cut pounds of flesh off of you until you can get this money transferred. <laughs> yeah, because essentially they um, they try to go kill Matthew McConaughey's characters in um, in the bar, but of course Ray is there. He's always on always watch. There, man. Always there, saves his life. Well, the only reason Ray makes it there is because Colin Farrell saves his ass. Yep. And the kids save Matthew McConaughey. I know. I love it. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it, it, that was great. That was what why I said. Like I, Richie, man, you fucking did it again, bro. Mm-hmm. Like he tied it all together so well. He does. He ties it so nicely together. And that's why I said if they did do a sequel, it would still be great because now Matthew McConaughey has all these other allies now. That would be like you know he's gonna bring them in, like and make them part of the army, right? You know, and I don't know, man. Yeah, like, it's just a great movie. <laughs> yeah, and um, Dries tries to you know go to his wife. Yeah, he's got a gun to her head. He's about to rape her. Right, exactly. Hey, babe. And, and she uses the gift that um, the billionaire gave Matthew McConaughey because guns are illegal. Yeah, so it's like a paperweight, but it's an actual working little tiny revolver. Uh, yeah. A little two-shooter. I fucking love the sound it makes, though. Whenever she <laughs> shoots it, it just sounds like a whip. Like, And he's like, huh, huh. And he looks over, and she got it right between the fucking eyes. Mm-hmm. Got one of his henchmen right in the eyes. Right. And then uh, she kills both the henchmen, and then dries, tries to rape her. And then Matthew McConaughey's character, like, shows up after, like, being in a car accident and then running on foot to get to her. Concussed. Doesn't say a fucking word. Just (sighs) unloads his his whole clip into fucking dries. Blows his fucking head clean off. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a great scene. I love that. Great dialogue. 
great dialogue. He's so good at dialogue and so funny. I love that scene with dry eyes and the and the older uh, guy, yeah. the one that's already the head of the dragon, because mm-hmm. that's dry eyes whole thing. He kills the old man, yeah. So he's got some soldiers behind him. He's got some weight behind him. Why? Well, uh, well, that's what he was saying. Is they kind of like in the Japanese gangster. Like, when you get to a certain age, the younger one just takes over. It's kind of how it works. Well, they're Chinese in this. The Chinese? Okay, I could. Yeah. It's the triad or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'll kill you and piss on your grave, old man. And he does, dude. He fucking kills the old <laughs> dude and pisses on him. on him. Yeah. But uh, it's great scenes. Like, the way they just wrapped everything up, it was kind of like... Matthew McConaughey's people were just a step ahead of these motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Colin, no. Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam's character. and He's the best right hand I've seen in a movie in a while, dude. Yeah. And you, you always talk about loyalty. This is probably the most loyal motherfucker I've seen yeah. in a while. I love the scene when he goes to get that Duke's daughter. Oh, yeah. That is, I think we, I cannot, we cannot talk about this movie and not talk about that. The greatest remixed rendition of Old Dirty Bastard that I've ever heard in my life of Shimmy Shimmy Ya. It's amazing. It's a bunch of like kids singing it. Yeah. It's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> They're getting these kids. They drop this guy out of a fucking like three story window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pushes him and he falls out of the story, but he's actually like the son of a Russian gangster. XKBG KGB. Yeah. <laughs> fucking just this bad Russian motherfucker. And uh, these kids are out there, you know, they're just like punk kids from the neighborhood. Yeah, they, they keep, keep fucking with people. They keep fucking with the one guy who's watching the car. Right. And he gives them some money and he's like, fuck off. <laughs> and then the dude goes splat right there on the fucking ground right next to the Range Rover. And they're all taking videos of it. And Charlie Hunnam's like, I'm going to need those phones. And they all just take the fuck off. And Charlie Hunnam and these fucking henchmen, they're just big fucking goons. Like, they're not runners. Right. And they're trying to chase these fucking kids, and, like, they're getting their asses kicked, and then eventually, one by one, you know, they catch up to him. Right. Because uh, Charlie Hunnam's character, Ray, he's the bad motherfucker. He's in uh, he's in shape. <laughs> he chases this kid down, and it's the greatest fucking exchange. This motherfucker's trying to take, steal my phone. He's like, I'm not trying to steal it. Trying I'm trying to buy, to buy it. it. And he goes to say something else. He goes, I know you're all proper bad men. Naughty boys. All that bollocks. <laughs> I know. He goes, I think we ought to take your cash and rob you, old man. He's like, stop wasting time, cunts. <laughs> and then, like, because guns are super illegal there, he just pulls out this fucking hand cannon. <laughs> and they all get scared and drop the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful fucking scene. I man. loved it. Probably my favorite scene of the whole movie. Yeah, definitely. The whole time you just hear these kids, shimmy, shimmy, yo, shimmy, yo, shimmy, yo. Yeah, in the background as they're chasing him down. It's fucking beautiful. This one kid's trying to get away on a bike. They hit him with the fucking Range Rover. It's it's, it's fucking great. Well, they just open the door on his fucking ride in the bike. Fucking take the phone. The other one's holding him over a fucking ledge. (laughs) He's like, what are you doing? I'm almost got it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't drop him. He fucking gives him the phone. Right. And then the guy that he uh, pushes out of the ledge, he has to keep in his uh, fucking ice box in his. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, because at the beginning of the movie, he's like, do you want some Wagyu? Do you know what Wagyu is? It's like the best steak ever. So what it is, is in Japan, they um, they purposely fatten cows. They have a lot more fat storages than normal cows. 
and they call it Wagyu steak, and apparently it's like the best steak. That's it's what I've heard. Crazy it's amazing. expensive. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it's like the most like. Shout out to Steve-O, because he gets it every once in a while, and he motherfucker hasn't invited because me Because of the movie, I want some of it. Like, he's grilling that fucking thing. Yeah. It's like, it's mostly fat. Oh. <laughs> but it's... Uh, it looked like, he's like, you want the top or the bottom? Bottom, please. <laughs> I also feel like Ray's character's gay. Did you get that vibe off of him mm. in this movie? The way him and Hugh Grant are kind of flirting. I felt like Hugh Grant was gay. But oh, Ray yeah. was kind of like asexual. Like he's not interested in he's women just or been men. Killing motherfuckers for so yeah. long, he's kind of dead. Yeah, I could get that vibe too. Yeah, but I did get the vibe off of Hugh Grant's character. Like he is a little flamboyant, yeah. which is fine. No, 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 I'm just saying. I just thought that like maybe that was what was like because he was flirtatious with him. Well, and not like, only that, just the banter they had. It was kind of like they had been through something before. Yeah, that's before why the movie started. That's why I was saying like if you're gonna do like a quote unquote sequel, a prequel would be cool to like set yeah. these characters up to like their relationships with each other because Hugh Grant's character, whenever um Ray gets into the uh, uh his house, he's already sitting there and he just unleashes like get the fuck out of my house. What are you doing here? So we already right. hate them so they have a play history. game with me ray no please <laughs> play a game with me raymond play a fucking game with me which is i think was a really cool way to tell the story it was great and then when he's breaking down the film mm-hmm. i'm talking old school 35 meters like that shit was great man. yeah not that new shit green screen they do now. I'm talking old school frame, you know? And then he, he frears up into the fucking movie. It's great, man. Apparently, whenever Hugh Grant, when uh, he went in to do his lines, he had, because he has a lot of lines in this lot movie. Of, yeah, a like, lot of dialogue. He said this was the most I ever had to mesmerize. Like, Well, he, he had cue cards and everything like ready for his role for the next day, and apparently his car got raided and all that car, all that stuff got stolen, so he had to like wing it. <laughs> wow. But still, he did such a good job. He really did, man. Him and Ray, I just loved their back and forth. It's probably by far my favorite uh, Hugh Grant movie now. Yeah. um, He's not a main character, but... It ties into the first fun fact. Hugh Grant filmed his scenes with Charlie uh, Hunnam in five days and had to deliver over 40 pages of dialogue during his shoot. Yeah, because he really is like the overall narrator of the movie. Yeah, did such a good job, though. Hats off to him. Yeah, hats off to firm handshake to that guy. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, Raymond's Grill, which featured uh, heavily in the movie, was designed by great Guy Ritchie. Really? I love that part when he touches it. He's like, oh, fuck. And he's like, it's no, hot. No, it's hot. <laughs> it's hot. See, it's hot. that's what I love about Guy Ritchie is just the, the subtle humor. Yeah. The little subtle humor. When that's... he comes in to use the bathroom and they're carrying the fucking body out. And he's like, phone call next time, gents. <laughs> like, that shit was is great. there a problem? I don't know. Is there? No, I forgot to wash my hands. <laughs> Phone call next time, boys, huh? Yeah. Sorry, boss. <laughs> yeah, this movie's fucking great. Man. Apparently, there's going to be a show based off this. Really? Apparently. Hmm. That's what Guy Ritchie's trying to get off the ground. To help with a long... Uh, fun fact. To help with a, his long monologue heavy shoots, Hugh Grant wrote cheat sheets. The night before his scheduled shoot, the his car was broken into. Robert took his script and cheat sheets. So Grant needed to uh, go without them. I mean, I said that, but... That's crazy. But you know you see that shit on eBay probably going for like a million. <laughs> I wonder how like close it was to what he actually did for the movie. Is like, you know, 
how much the notes were similar. I know, right? Like how much effort had he put into it? That'd have been so cool to like have your hands on. Fuck. It's so crazy, man, because like there are just like little things in history that mm-hmm. people are just straight up stolen shit. Yeah. Be part of it. Right. Um, when the Bulls came to Orlando to play them in the playoffs in 1995, somebody broke into the bus of the Bulls when it was at the hotel, stole all the jerseys. Holy shit. So they had to wear these like practice jerseys. This is all they had. That's fucking hilarious. And they didn't have any number, or they didn't have any names on them or anything. It was just numbered jerseys. <laughs> and they had to play a fucking televised playoff game like that. That's pretty historical right there. Only in Florida, bro. <laughs> Speaking of, since you brought it up, can we just give a shout out to Green Bay? About to fucking. You know what? We can give a shout out to them if they fucking win, bro. I hate the fucking Bucks right now, bro. Like they got to win this fucking game, dude. Yeah, I've not, I've not been excited about football for a while, but the Green Bay and the Bucks in a playoff for the Super Bowl. I want to watch this game. Yeah, you fucking better. I'm scared to like watch it though because yeah, you know what? Don't watch it because I notice Green Bay does better when I don't watch their games. That one, uh, remember the season when they had like 11 wins under their belt in a row? Uh I watched the next game and they lost. I was like, I'm not a superstitious person, but that really like. Yeah, don't watch the game tomorrow, please. <laughs> I want to watch it. You can so. watch the Super Bowl if you want, but don't watch the game tomorrow. <laughs> I need them to win that shit. Yeah. All right. I've, I haven't been into football in a while, but this one has me like hyped. All the shitty, like, I don't want to say shitty teams, but all like the lower class teams are like on the come up this year. I don't know what's going on. Green like Bay has always kind of like been there, though. Like, but the Browns made it to the fucking playoffs. Uh, like, that was crazy. Bucks are in the playoffs. They haven't <laughs> been this. This high in a while. I don't want to even talk about it. I know. Oh god. <laughs> so the fucking poor Ashley. I love that now that we're not doing video, you just completely melt into the chair. Dude, I feel so comfy right now, bro. <laughs> I could do this shit all day. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about the video. We just kind of like it was taking up a lot of time and effort and. Well, I mean, it's just basic math, bro. We're doing more numbers on the sound than we are on that. Yeah, so. I'm still putting it up on YouTube. You yeah. just can't see our ugly mugs. Yeah, I mean, you know, if if you really want to look at us that much, you know, check out our Instagram. There's pictures of us on there. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, I just saw it. The fucking glitter. Um, Guy Ritchie has a deep interest in fashion and was very concerned with the wardrobe of the film. To prepare Charlie Hunnam for his role, Ritchie took him clothing shopping to get his feel for his character, which... Yeah, well, he's points. dressed impeccably the entire fucking movie, man. And the uh, coach and his little boys. Yeah, so, I love that fucking tracksuit. I want me a tracksuit just like that. Um, so my uh, the wife made a comment. She's like, I love that they're all dressed similar. Yeah. Apparently, that's a sports athletic yeah. fashion in the UK. Yeah. That's like an actual yeah. brand. Yeah, it's just, dra- yeah, just tracksuits. They wear them in those neighborhoods. I know. And they're all, yeah, they're all um, flannel. Super cool. I loved it. That's one thing that Guy Ritchie is. He's really, really good with his aesthetic. Like, not only is he a good storyteller, he's really good at making aesthetically pleasing films. Because he always, like, he actually goes and tries to make it as authentic as possible. Yeah. He goes to those neighborhoods, gets those kind of people. Because a lot of those kids are probably like that. Really. They probably come from that background. I believe you know, This was probably their first movie they were ever mm-hmm. put in. And, uh, and they rapped. And it was pretty cool. You know, it was just really cool, man. Like, the only problem I had was the mixing 
of yeah. the audio because I watched it in my living room and I have like a decent sound system set up. Whenever they got to the music video of the rapping, it was so loud. They were called the toddlers. Toddlers. That's what it was. The toddlers. <laughs> it was great though. They were great though. I loved Ernie. He was so great. <laughs> he, call called, he called me a black cunt. <laughs> he can't call me a black cunt. Or what if I called him a gypsy cunt? Well, Speaking as speaking as a term, if it's a substantial place of love, I don't see any problem with it. Yeah. He's like, he's not saying all black people are cunts. He's saying you specifically are a cunt and you are black. So it's <laughs> and if I go a step further, I would say that, you know, he comes from a place of love. So it's OK. Yeah. See, it's that just like slight dialogue. That oh, I it's love great. from Guy Ritchie so much. Um, you got a fight in two weeks. What are you doing? <laughs> it's not as bad as it looks. I'm 100 percent coach. The other one's smoking a joint outside. What are you doing? <laughs> Throw this shit out. <laughs> Sorry, coach. Um. So, yeah, they... Uh, where did we leave off? We're kind of all over the place with this one. Yeah, we were already kind of went to the end of it when, um, when Dry Eyes tries to kill the guy. Right, so he kills um, Dry Eyes, shoots him up, and then he confronts the billionaire about drying it, mm. you know, trying to uh, take over his... Trying to buy his operation for pennies. Right. So he gives him this long speech about like, you know, how he tried to fuck him over and whatever. And he's like, you're going to transfer the money and you're not getting my business. And uh, I'm going to leave you in there until you do the transfer of, of money. Hopefully you can get it all done before he cuts something off of you that you can't let go. And yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he's like that cause one pound of flesh. He's like, I don't worry. I don't care where you take it from. I just need one pound of flesh. That's right. That's fucking gangster. Yeah, because it's like some old school way of like, you know, pay for your debt. Right. Yeah. It's great, man. And then you think the Russian mob's about to kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Russian mob finally hunt down um yeah. Matthew McConaughey and his like little team. <laughs> and one of the the funniest moments of uh the coach was whenever the Russians are going back there to shoot him, he takes him out and then he like holds up four fingers like, and shakes his head. He's like, I did you three favors. <laughs> he's like, we're square now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, he comes back and then he shoots the Russian guy because they're going to kill Ray. Because mm-hmm. he put, he put what's his face in the trunk? Uh, Hugh Grant, but Hugh Grant in the trunk. Oh, we didn't talk about uh, the pig fucking scene. Oh, yeah. The- so... There's this reporter that's going to report on Matthew McConaughey's character. So they hire uh, one of Coach's favors is to go take care of this reporter to stop him from letting the story like go public. So what he does is he gives him some drug that makes him like his inhibitions fly. And he ends up fucking a pig and they record the whole thing. Play an old McDonald's out of farm. That yeah, was yeah, fucking yeah. great. But fun fact, have you ever seen Black Mirror? Black Mirror. The show on Netflix about, uh-uh. dude, you got to watch Black Mirror. It's so good. I heard it's creepy as fuck. It's creepy as fuck. But this is an homage to the first episode of Black Mirror, which there's a politician that these terrorists take his daughter and they're like, you fuck a pig on national television or you're going to ki- or we're going to kill your daughter. It's something along those lines. So he ends up fucking a pig on national television to save his daughter. So this scene was like an homage to that. I've never heard about How did I not hear about that? Yeah. An actual U.S. senator did that? I've never heard of that. That's crazy. It's it's a show. It didn't really happen. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I just said it was like based on a true story. No, no, no. So Black Mirror is basically like the Twilight Zone, but updated right. for our generation. Huh. 
Yeah, I might have to give that a watch. It it has some really good scenes, some really good uh, episodes. Yeah, so that was based on that. So yeah, he ends up fucking the pig, and they're like, if you don't run the story, nobody's gonna see this video of you fucking this pig. So here's your clothes. Here's some sandy wipes. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna need them. <laughs> you had a rough night. Some coffee. And he's like covered in dirt. Because <laughs> he really went at that thing. Yeah. You surprised even me. Whew. Difficult to watch. Yeah, and he's showing it to Ray's uh, to Ray, and he's like, "That's fucking nightmare fuel. I'm never gonna be able to unsee that." It, 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 it's it's a rough it's a rough watch. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, the Russian mob pick up Matthew McConaughey's character, and you think he's about to eat it. Like you're like, "Fuck!" You thought he was gonna make it. make it, Because what's crazy is you like you really like Matthew McConaughey's character. Yeah, and like they everybody takes their chance. Everybody takes their shot at him in this movie. Like. Yeah. But then, sure enough, toddlers show up, open up the back of the van, and just unload on these Russians. AK-47s. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. They shot them with AKs, shot the mm-hmm. Russians with AKs. Save the day, dude. Yep. And, uh, yeah, Mickey has that other speech that he finishes about, you know, it's not enough to be the king. Yeah. walk like the king. All right. And then what's his name is trying to sell his story or his movie to. And Ray gets him. And Ray just fucking finds him and gets him. Takes care of that. Because he does this thing in Spanish when he first breaks into Ray's house. He's like, Raymundo. Yeah. So what was Hugh Grant's character's name in this movie? Fletcher. Fletcher, yeah. Fletch Mundo or some shit like that. Right. He's like, tries to get out of the car and he's like locked it all. He's like sealed the car can't get out of this bitch you're, you're mine motherfucker. right so what do you give this movie oh my god I, I cannot recommend this movie enough i don't care who you are watch this fucking movie i uh, highly recommend it that's what i give this movie like if i had your scale i would probably give it like a nine out of ten see i'm giving it a fucking ten ten out of ten a ten a fucking ten ten out of ten this is the movie. It's the first movie I saw in a while that I was just like, "There's nothing I don't like about this movie." The thing is, is it's like it's so new. It's hard for me to give like a ten out of ten because it's still fresh. This is one of those movies that I know, like, as long as I go back and watch it, I'm gonna fucking love it. Right? There's so much in here. It it's really so is. dense. Like I said, like every character in this movie could really have their own movie. Honestly, if you love Snatch, you'll love this just as much. Really will. Yeah, and it's going to be a hard toss-up. It's like, which do you like more, Snatch or this? And it's it's going to be whichever one you saw recently. Yeah, exactly, because, like, like I want to go back and watch Snatch again. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised how long it's been since I watched Snatch. Because I usually go back to it every couple months or so. Yeah, the wife and I have a, uh, a chart of, you know, 100 of the most popular movies our iconic movies and we're scratching them off one by one and snatches on there. So we've been wanting to go back and watch that. This is a good reason to Brad Pitt is fucking amazing in that movie. Oh, definitely. Hands down him and uh, Jason, Jason Statham. Statham and even the guy that plays Tommy. I love his character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a great fucking movie. It is great. But so is this. It's so iconic. Yeah. I'm sticking by my 10. Yeah. I, love I believe it. that. I, I feel that's fair. But yeah, this is probably one of the better movies I've seen in a really, really long time. I knew that if you liked rock and roller, like that's why I said, like after you, after we talked about rock and roller and how much you enjoyed that, I said, all right, well, obviously we're definitely fucking doing the gentleman now. Yeah, because I knew you'd just fucking love this one even more. I do. Because I, I really do feel like it's his manifesto. Like he's perfected 
his style definitely in this movie this is years shines and, through right this is years and years of hard work of him finding his his voice knowing what his voice is and just letting it shine through it, it really is his style yeah like people compare him to quentin tarantino but i really don't find them that similar like no, they both tarantino's i don't know man tarantino's just in a style of his own man yeah like guy Ritchie and tarantino like they're in the same they're playing the same game, but they're different teams. You know, right. if that makes sense. Yeah, I could get with that. It's like yeah. a different kind of offense. Right. Like dialogue, funny dialogue, great dialogue, great music, which is another thing. I feel like Tarantino, when he goes for it, like he's way more like he's putting hitting meanings and shit in there more than I feel like Guy Ritchie does. Probably. Like Guy Ritchie, I just feel like is more of like his is like face value. Yeah, you that makes that. sense. Tarantino, like he leaves more mystery to his, like in Pulp Fiction. Like Pulp Fiction is probably like the movie that I would compare him and Guy Ritchie to the most. Yeah, and like what's in the briefcase? Like Guy Ritchie doesn't do that for you. That's you true. know exactly what they're after because everybody's after the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like the diamond and snatch. You know what everybody wants. Yeah, it's a fucking diamond. Like I said, it's all a MacGuffin. Like Guy Ritchie just plays that MacGuffin. I was trying to lead around that, but I couldn't remember what you called it. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a storytelling term, just uh, a MacGuffin. But that's his. That's what he does. Right. Um. So yeah, just highly recommended. Can't recommend this movie enough. I uh, I've been getting into. I'm pissed that it's only digital. That I only own it on digital. I want to get the Blu-ray for it. I bought. I, I found it at Best Buy. Like I told you, ten yeah. bucks. That's a good deal for a Blu-ray DVD digital. Well, but I think I bought it on digital for like fifteen. So that's fair. Yeah, I like the digital, but I'm just like a collector. Which, um, what I was gonna get into is I'm getting into boutique, boutique. movie collecting. Like collector's edition things. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I started following this group on Facebook, boutique, like DVDs or whatever, boutique movies. Mm. And these dudes are insane. I think I was talking about it in the last episode. They make me feel like a poser <laughs> movie collector because these guys have like collector's editions of everything. Mm. And uh, I don't know, it's something I want to get into. Mm. So I ordered my. Well, actually, the Giver was actually Arrow Videos, mm. one of the boutique stores. And then the Stalker was a Criterion copy. So I'm well on my way. Good for you, man. But I just pre-ordered a movie that I'm super excited about. It doesn't come out until February 22nd. So I'm kind of like pissed off about that. Mm. It cost me $40. Oh, my God. Yeah. You remember Primer? Yeah. It's that. And uh, Victor, the recommended from Victor, the Upstream Color. Oh, yeah. It's like a double feature with both of those. It's a DVD. Yeah. Blu-ray. Nice. So I'm super excited about that from Arrow Video. Got my pre-order ready. I'm ready to get that in the mail. Good for you, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to I want to get on that collector train like start getting like special editions of my favorite movies. It's addictive. It is. Like I seen a steel book of a movie that I'm like, I got to have that. Like, I want it. Oh, uh Mandy the newer uh, Nick Cage film that he did before. Dude, I wanted to send you the fucking trailer for this Nick Cage movie I just saw the other day, bro. What was it called? It's called fucking Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> what the actual fuck? Bro. I think Nick Cage said, "Fuck it, I'm going." I'm can we do? Can we do a live reaction right now? Like, I, you have to. It's so insane, bro. 
<laughs> like I can't even tell you what it's about. You just have to see this shit like I did. Um but yeah, so we did Color Out of Space. And yeah. you thought that was pretty out there. He did another movie called Mandy, which is like the same like I don't know, style, I guess, but it's not the same director or anything. So it's a movie I've been wanting to watch. What is it called? Willie's Adventure? Willie's Wonderland. So we're gonna do a live live reaction to oh Willie's Wonderland. Oh my god, Wonderland. bro, like we have to watch this movie. It's so stupid. I'm always into like Oh, I thought it was gonna be like Willy Wonka. You just gotta clean this fucking old abandoned kids place. <laughs> Loving the goatee. So is it a theme park he's starting back up or? Yeah, they're just paying him to clean it. If he survives the night, he, they fix his car that they fucking trashed. <laughs> what the fuck? He's a human sacrifice to this fucking haunted arcade. Oh, it's a play on um, what's that? Yeah, what is it? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Oh my god, yeah, it's a play on that one game that people are like obsessed with. Among Us. No, 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 not Among Us. Oh my god, you just oh Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's. That's what this is. Oh, Put this your balls like, on, Evan. This looks like straight horror schlock. I'm into this. They're trapped in here with him. This dude is seriously just murking fucking stuff or uh, stuffed animals, uh, stuffed animals. Or animatronic <laughs> animatronics, <laughs> like Chuck E. Cheese shit. Oh my god, I love the direction Nick Cage is going in. He's saying no fucks to his career. I'm going for it. How much fucking money do you pay somebody for this? Though? Like, you know what I mean? Like, just the whole thing. The whole time I was watching it, I was just like, oh, my God, this is something Greg's going to want to watch. A hundred percent. I'm into that. Yeah, I figured you would be. Yeah. Yeah. So we can we can watch that one for some reason. <laughs> I can already tell it's going to be fucking terrible. I, I, I'm weird about that horror schlock. Like, sometimes I'm into it. Sometimes it's like not my thing. Like, Hatchet, I was like, eh, it's whatever. It's not that right. great. But then there's other ones that I'm like. Uh, Jason X It's like so yeah. out there That yeah. I'm just like This is fucking amazing well, This one it. definitely I, I was like Oh this is Oh definitely yeah he's killing weird. Animatronic characters Like yeah. And it's blood everywhere I'm into it Black goo. I don't even think He had a line in there He didn't Dude, say it, anything It didn't look like He said anything In this trailer <laughs> He's probably got like Two <laughs> lines of dialogue And they just paid him Two million dollars For this shit Oh my god I'm so into it Yeah I don't know When it comes out But I'm sure It won't cost much When it much. does Yeah I'm Sure it won't cost much To get it I'll let you know. <laughs> Nick, you need to watch this for our next episode. See, that, those are like the newer movies that I want to fucking watch. They're just out there. I was just like, you poor guy. How much money do you owe the IRS? Like, <laughs> poor Nick Cage. I have so many like movies. He used to be a Hollywood star. Yeah. What happened to you? I think he's doing great. I think he's making great choices. He's not, though. Color Out of Space was great. I loved Color Out of Space. I don't care what you say. I think you're fucking with me. I love that movie. And I want to get Mandy so I can watch that to see what it's about. Timmy lives in the well now. <laughs> it's the greatest line in a movie. It's the only line in that movie. <laughs> a lot of my movies on my list are from the uh, the stalker director. Oh, I want to get those and watch them. 
Are they all that long? I hope so. I hope not, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Don't worry. I'm going to watch those before I make you watch them. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for Knives Out. Chris Evans is in that one, too. It is. He is he's is Viggo Mortensen in it? I think he's in it, right? I don't remember. Or not Viggo Mortensen, Daniel Craig. That's who I'm thinking of. 2019. So these came out about the same time. That's what's uh, funny about it. Yeah, it's uh, Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Michael Shannon. Yeah, there's a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis, which she was really great in it. I haven't seen her do that great in a lot. Uh, Christopher Plummer. I never watched the new Halloween, but everybody said it was not terrible. I'm like, I really just sp- stick with like the first two. Right. I got to really watch any of the other ones. Do you need new headphones? No, I was just wondering if uh, if Mick if Mick watched it or not. I don't. Know. Oh, speaking of, thank you for bringing that up. So he uh, Red Rabbit Drive In contacted me, and they want to do a crossover episode. Fucking a. Me, you, Mick, and Slinky are all gonna go to his place, and we're gonna have like a roundtable discussion about Watchmen, the show. The Have you read the comic? Um, not really. Oh, okay. He wants to talk about, like, the movie, the comic, the show, everything. So get into it. And that's going to be our little roundtable discussion. Don't know when we're going to do it, but it's, you know, scheduled to be be determined. (laughs) I'm down, bro. I'm definitely down. I'm going to take some equipment over there and we're going to record it. We're going to put it both up on both of our platforms. So Fuck yeah. yeah. It'll be a fun episode. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'll That'll be cool. Been wanting to meet Slinky. Yeah. Seems like a cool guy. Yeah, man. Yeah, anybody make fucks with, you know, he's a good dude. Right. But, uh, yeah, that'll be a cool episode to do, bro, for mm-hmm. sure. I started watching the Watchmen show, but I gave up on it real fast. Did you? Not my thing. I've seen a couple clips from it on YouTube. Yeah. It looks like there's some cool stuff on it. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I just, it's so weird, bro. Like, I haven't been into shows that much lately. It seems like there was a lot of really good shows and we were like trying to keep up with them and then it kind of like, it's so hard to keep up with everything and we got fatigued. Yeah, I just, I don't know what it is, man. I just don't really watch series anymore. It's fine. Just watch Into the Shadows. I just do like certain ones like, like I know I'll watch Ozark when it comes back on. If they do another season of Narcos, something like that, I'll watch it. But yeah. Mandalorian. Don't just, don't just gloss over my suggestion. Watch Into the Shadows. What the fuck is that? So it's a show about vampires that are living. Is in it the, the one on FX, dude? Yeah. Oh, I saw the preview. That shit looks kind of kind of dumb because yeah. it is. It's dumb as fuck and it's yeah. fucking hilarious. It's the funniest show on television right now. Where? It's fucking hilarious. It makes me. FX is FX and FXX. All that shit. Like they've done some great fucking comedies, right? And great action shows, mm-hmm. man. Um. Yeah, the only one I never really got into was uh, Rescue Me. My dad loved that show. Really? Yeah, he likes uh, what's his name, Dennis uh... Quaid. No, Hopper. Nope. <laughs> I'll get him eventually. <laughs> I know you're making me laugh. I can't think of who the fuck it is. <laughs> Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Go. Fucking Ice Age. Saber Tooth Tiger. Gotcha. Dennis Leary. But my dad loved that show. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's funny how everyone has their like show. Yeah. Like that they're obsessed with. Well, my dad, like he, he, he likes a lot of the same shit that I did. Like we love Sopranos. That was our show for yeah. years. And uh, Breaking Bad, like I love Breaking Bad. Apparently, they're doing a Sopranos like reboot. Uh, and it's a prequel. It's a movie. Oh, okay. The, the Many Saints of Newark. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. We'll definitely be doing a review on that when it comes out. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I'm. I think I know what I'm gonna pick for your next movie after Knives Out. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Smoking Aces. Smoking Aces. I think so. I'm into it. I know. I'm probably going to start getting back into like the artsy. We'll probably do the Robert Pattinson movie. I'm just going to keep getting gangster on you, bro. I'm going to keep giving you the gangster Fine. hits. I'll keep getting like artsy movies did on you. you. Uh, did you ever see Eastern Promises? Yes, I fucking love I, I actually love own Promises. it. Yeah, me too. I've, I've watched, when I first saw it, I watched it a few times because I liked it so much. It was great. I'm down to just do an episode on it, even if I've seen For it before. For sure, dude. I love that fucking movie. Same. Viggo Mortensen kills that fucking movie, dude. Yeah. It's a tough time which one I like more, that or uh, History of Violence. They're both really good. Mm-hmm. And I think they're the same director. History of Violence is really good. It's so good. Fucking Ed Harris does a great job in that one. I was thinking about how many movies I liked of his that I never even like realized. Ooh, Viggo Mortensen? The the director of Eastern Promises. Oh, yeah. I was like, I don't know why I was looking into his filmography, and I was like, holy shit, I like a lot of your movies. Yeah, he's done some. Yeah. Forget his name. David Cronenberg. No, is it David Cronenberg? Yeah. Yeah, The Fly, Dead Rising, Extinct, Crash, The Nest. I hated Crash. He's the one that did Cosmopolis. That's why it, like, that's what brought me to it. I hated Crash, bro. No, it, I don't think it's the same crash you're thinking about. Is that the one with everybody, like Matt Dillon and shit? No, it? no, no. This is like something else. Oh, okay. Because I know the one you're talking about. You're talking about the... the Chris. And yeah, the the, pol- the racist yeah. one. Michael Pena. Uh, but no, David Cronenberg, he's the... Uh, I realized I, did, I like a lot more of his movies than I thought. So he did Eastern Promises. You might like Cosmopolis. So I like that in History of Violence. Like I like two of his movies. <laughs> the Fly is not terrible. It's not great, but it's not terrible. A lot of I like love Jeff. That movie. I like Jeff Goldblum though. Yeah, and that's why people love it because of Jeff Goldblum. He's goat. I love him in Jurassic Park, man. He was great in Jurassic World too. The little cameo he had. Right. The way he's like dinosaurs. Could make us extinct. You know what movie people do not talk about enough? What? Earth Girls Are Easy. Mm, it's okay. It's okay. Have you seen it recently? Nah, it's been That years. movie is fucking hilarious. It's got what's-his-face in it, too, right? It's got the, Jim uh, Carrey. Who is it? Is Damon it? Wayans. It wasn't Damon Wayans. I know it wasn't Damon Wayans, but that's who's in it. Is it Damon Wayans? I don't know. I thought it was what's-his-face. Uh... <laughs> from a major pain. That's that's Damon Wayans. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's Damon. He's Wayans. in it. Earth Girls Are Easy. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, it's a it's a really silly film, but I think it's really fucking funny, and I think it's underrated. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. That's right. We yeah, Damon Wayans, Jim Carrey, and they all like are <laughs> simping after uh, Gina Davis. And they're all aliens. Yeah, they're all aliens. Huh. Oh, is Gary, what's his face? Isn't he in that? He just died recently. Not too long ago. 
I don't think I don't think I know what you're talking about. Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. Yeah, you got to be thinking of a different movie. See, like there was one where he was an alien, and he had to get a woman to have a baby with him so their species didn't die or something. Mm-hmm. He's like the the last like man that they sent. Oh wow! No, I've never seen that. You've never seen Earth Girls Are Easy? I guess not. Or it's just been that long. I know what's going on your list. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> it's 1988. It's like the year I was born. <laughs> it's all these actors, these uh, famous comedians, like before their time, before yeah. their like highlight. So, um, yeah. all right, I give it a watch. I can't believe you haven't seen Earth Girls Are Easy. Can't be any worse than nothing. <laughs> Or uh, what you would call it? The one you just had me fucking watch? The Stalker. The Stalker, dude. That's like the new replacement is the shittiest movie. It wasn't shitty, though. It's just so long, bro. So boring. I didn't find it shitty, though. Like, that's a that's a harsh term. There's, shitty means it was bad acting, bad writing, but Stalker was... There was just nothing to give a shit about, though. Like, it was so drawn out, man. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, you're into that kind of filmmaking, bro. I am like slow, methodical, just thought out. You love that beautifulness to it. Like me, I'm just like, man, get the fuck. Let's get to the next thing. Like, come on. Right. Y'all are killing me. I don't know. But that's what makes this podcast so great, dude. The fact that we both find little things that we do like and don't like. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, so lives that'll be a good episode. Yeah, Knives Out. I think uh, that's the thing is we haven't been doing much war with cinema. We've been yeah. kind of giving each other because you're gonna like Knives Out. Like you think so? <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. It's we'll pretty. See. You'll have a lot of fun with it. Might be a surprise. I'm like, eh, one for me. But uh, but we'll get back on schedule with Cosmo. Smoking Aces. I think you'll either love it or hate it. I know. I've been curious for years about that movie. Yeah, this is kind of how this. It's like since this one came out, it's kind of how I feel about Knives Out. Yeah. You're either gonna love it or hate it. I think you'll like it. And then, like, I don't remember if it was the last episode or the one before that where we were mentioned talking about smoking aces. Like, mm-hmm. That's why I said, like, it's not a perfect movie by any means, but yeah. I like it. True. So we'll see. We'll see. So next time, smoking aces. Later, yo. Later. No, no, knives well, out. Knives out. Yeah, <laughs> <duh>. <laughs> I fucking. Then smoking aces. Then smoking aces. All right. Peace. Until then.